people have these men have businesses. Yeah, so but... all I'm saying is, if the information is out there, get it. Even right. if it doesn't have your name on it, even if it doesn't say black man right. or white man, right. if the information is out there, it's up to you to get it. No, you, so you, nobody, I, nobody is excluding you and saying you can't be a part of. It's not about this, exclusion. This I'm, I'm not. I'm talking about inclusion. I'm not talking exclusion. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that brothers, my thing is just that I like to see more African. I like to be able to turn on my YouTube channel sometimes and see more African-American brothers doing more. I am. That's why I got this podcast and I Make talk to happen. people like you and Make I bring on other people to come on and we talk about this 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 um, thing itself. And part of that is that I wish more brothers would do more like you and more other women who are on here. Because trust me, I have a lot of you come on all the time. I tell them the same thing. Like, hey, you guys do an excellent job at it. I really Let wish we would do more of the same thing. Tell them to come to the Black-owned business and black-led nonprofit workshops at mm-hmm. two tomorrow mm-hmm. one is at noon one is at seven they, and i have them every month and it's for black no, it's not that when you say that and I, I don't want you to take it as wrong it ain't that i'm speaking for anybody i'm saying that people like yourself if you did an all-male when they say i'm doing one for all african-american males just like you say i'm gonna do one for all african-american women that's all i'm saying that's it Cause I don't do those and I don't have people coming to me with tons of that saying it. I just said that if that opportunity exists, I believe African-American males would probably come just like you make it a, available to African-American females. And if it takes a brother world, to do it, then maybe a brother should do I it. I think in the grant world, you have so many grants now and so many opportunities that are geared towards African-American women, women, women on businesses and women My point. nonprofits. My point. Yeah. There's none for African American male. And there's a and there's a and I'm just saying there's a reason for that. Yes, they want to see African American women succeed more than they would like to see African American males. And it's always been that way. Just think about it. You say to yourself, there is grants, and you've been in this for years, they are specifically available for African American women. That's been in the that's been since George Floyd. That's no, it's before George. Ago. It's been before George Floyd, too. It was before George Floyd. There's been some. It's been more again, available. Is, it's well, been zero so for men, is, so though, right? This is my area that I've been in for 15 right. years, and I can assure you mm-hmm. that in the last three or four years since George Floyd, that's where you've seen an influx. Influx. But before right. then, it still existed. There were some. Okay, there now have some. you ever, in your experience, have you ever seen any specifically for just African American male? Well, I'd have to really think about that, but and it probably, probably was some that was like my father, my brother's keeper, far. or something like that. But it, was there any now specific? That, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because Obama's group, mm-hmm. right? My brother's keeper, mm-hmm. and the I believe it's called the group of for male achievement or the organization for male achievement. Mm-hmm. Those two organizations, now that you bring it up mm-hmm. are exclusively for black boys and black men mm-hmm. exclusively. Mm-hmm. Like if you are going, cause I know cause I applied and got a grant for, for an organization I was working with that was all about black boys. So those two organizations are exclusively for black men and black boys. Those organizations, those are not grants. Oh, they give grants. They give grants, but that's the organization that was here to give grants. We talking just grants and period in the grant world. You know, I don't think 
it exists. And, it, it, and, and it's, there are some. Yeah. You'd have you'd have to you'd have to research. There are some, and mm -hmm. the reason I know there are some mm -hmm. is that part of the work I I've been with an organization called At the Well Conferences Inc. for it's been what maybe 13 years I've been with them. So every year, right, mm -hmm. we held a leadership academy for two weeks on the campus of Princeton University. It was always geared for black girls in high school. And then we started one um, mm -hmm. for those in the ninth grade. Like mm -hmm. the last three years, we mm -hmm. created a similar program for black boys. So these were black boys in high school mm -hmm. or in the ninth grade. They would literally come and spend two weeks um, on the campus of Princeton University. It was all about leadership development. Mm -hmm. So one of my jobs and working, it was called From the Fire, one of my jobs was to find grants for organizations that give to this program where you are serving mm -hmm. like a, a black male population. Gotcha. So a lot of it, again, it goes back to the research. Mm -hmm. Now, is it going to say this is a grant for black boys? Not always, right? But if they are pooling their money and providing resources for a minority population and your organization happens to be geared for black boys or black men, then you qualify. So if you're looking for grants that say this is exclusively for black men or black boys, no, you're not going to see that. But that doesn't mean that there isn't grant money for you. It's about how you do the research. So if you find foundations and there are thousands of them out there that have money set aside for serving a minority population, you pursue those organizations. Yes, yours is going to be geared towards a black male population, and that's okay. That means that you're going to qualify. So I think it's in how you research, but if you're looking for all these grants that spell out, okay, this is exclusively for black men or black boys. No, that's that's rare unless you go to someone like my brother's keeper or yeah, the organization for black male achievement. But it doesn't yeah. mean that it's not there. You just yeah. have to dig a little bit deeper. No, and, and I agree with you, and, and, and I'm I'm totally with you on that. I, I believe that it does exist, and it's just hard to find. It's hard and, to find. And, and, and again, my thing was never about anything that anybody was doing wrong. I just want us to do oh, more on our on our on, on our own. That you know, our brothers. And, and I did another thing. I called it Brother Can We Talk? And I tried to bring brothers together. And we did a big event where we and did panel discussions. And we talked about ways that we can continue to try to bring our brothers closer and closer to try to deal with some of that. And again, like I tell you, using the podcast has been my biggest thing of it is doing that. And just, you know. There, there, are, there are ways. I mean, you have um, the initiative I think it's called the Initiative of Fatherhood. Mm -hmm. That's a nationwide organization. But that's just for fatherhood. You see yeah, what I mean? It's geared towards uh, minority and, 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 and it's a lot of those, you know, and, and that's that's what I'm saying. I, Latif, we're good. We got what I needed. So I, I, and I'm going to cut a lot of that out. We just talked about I just wanted that part. I only really wanted to go back to your school when you're telling people to get that grant. All that other stuff is just me and you talking. Um, but there, there's a, a lot of those that be specific like that. It'll be like um, the fatherhood initiative program like we have here in Cuyahoga County. But if you're not a father, you don't, you know, it, it doesn't 
meet any of your criteria. So it's that kind of thing. So it usually when it comes down to African-American males, it's so specific driven. You have it fits in you in a certain box that it just doesn't. That's why I was really surprised by when I heard you say that, you know, uh, for profit organizations could get grants. Oh, yes. and, and, you know, that's millions. Of it. Yeah. But again, a lot of it was caused by COVID-19. Yeah. And then the George Floyd. And that's yeah. that's why I'm really focusing on the George Floyd incident, because mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. he was murdered, specifically mm -hmm. foundations and large mm -hmm. corporations mm -hmm. said, we are going to create grant funding mm -hmm. that's geared towards DEI and minority organizations. Right, right. So, I mean, the opportunity is now there's more money out here now for black organizations than there has ever been because of what happened to George Floyd. Typically, how long it takes before you can, when you do a grant, if somebody come in there um, with oh, your it research? Just, it, it, it I know it can depends. vary, but it, yeah, that's it, not a good answer because it will vary. It just, right. it just depends. But so some organizations have what's called rolling applications, right? That means you can apply year round. Mm -hmm. People like Walmart. Mm -hmm. um, but then you have organizations that they have open periods. But you can apply, but they're not going to make that decision until their board meets. And typically boards meet, what, four or five times a year. So you have to wait until the board meets. So that's typically, like, I would say three months is about average. Oh, three months. Uh -huh. Unless you need emergency money. That's totally different. Like, literally, if you're saying, I have a nonprofit, we're about to shut the doors because we need $5,000 to pay because mm. the pipes burst. Mm. Right? Then you can go to certain foundations people don't know that the cleveland foundation is the largest community foundation in the country mm -hmm. the largest mm -hmm. you can go to foundations like the cleveland foundation they have discretionary funding mm -hmm. um organized foundations like st luke's they have what's called discretionary funding so that means you don't go through the normal loops right you don't have to jump through the normal loops you need money right away the process is faster the program director usually has a signature um responsibility where literally they can they can create the check and give the check to you in a week or two weeks or three weeks whereas if you have to sit and wait for the board to decide that can be two to three months so there are some organizations excuse me here in cleveland where you can get discretionary funding where the person that you're talking to instead of that person having to take all the information back and go before the board can write you a check so Linda, but that's usually up to about fifteen thousand dollars. Linda, so you 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 have you, 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 you have oh, I you know what? That's what I wanted to talk about. I didn't know you wanted to talk about that. No, I, I just know not what I make, but how you work with grant writers because there is so oh, much misinformation out there because people that think that you can pay grant writers a percentage of the grant. Well, he's that is actually. Now. That's actually illegal and unethical in most states. Really? Yes. So you do not pay a grant writer a percentage of the grant. First of all, the grant is not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Like most grants do not get approved. Mm -hmm. So to say that you're going to pay a grant writer a percentage of the fund, mm -hmm. what if you don't get the fund? Wow. And all that work has been done. So grant writing is a skill mm -hmm. and we need to be paid for our skill. Correct. So professional grant writers and that mm -hmm. those are the only ones I deal with because mm -hmm. anybody can say they write grants. Correct. I'm a professional grant writer, so I adhere to the code and ethics of the Grant Professional Association and many other grant associations. Hmm. It means that we do not get paid on commission. 
We do not get paid a percentage if you get the grant. Mm. We get paid up front. I get paid a percentage of the, of the fee when I sign the contract. And then I get the remaining fee when I submit the grant. Everything is paid to me mm. before that grant is submitted. Mm. Which is why most 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 organizations and companies, uh, they wouldn't work with me. Because mm -hmm. I'm way, way, way outside of their their budget, mm -hmm. right? And they're accustomed to hearing mm -hmm. incorrectly, oh, I can hire her and give her a percentage of the grant funding. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. that's literally, in some states, it's actually illegal for you to do that. Because when you secure grant funding, grant funding cannot be paid for any expenses that Other happen than, before you get the grant. Exactly. Before you get the right, grant. Right. And grant writing that's before you got the grant. So mm -hmm. literally in some states, that's illegal. Yeah, you can't right. you can't even pay right. the grant writer out of the grant proceeds. Right. Nor are you supposed to. And it's so interesting because uh there's a I was working on um an application yesterday and the foundations are getting smarter to this. So mm -hmm. literally there was a question on the grant application that said, Do you have do you have a grant writer? And if you have a grant writer, how is that person being paid? Mm. Right. So they want to make sure that you're not going to use a dime of our money to pay that grant writer. And that if you are paying that grant writer, you're paying that grant writer out of your administrative budget. Mm. It's not coming from the grant because that is illegal in, in a lot of states. You, if, so, you, you, if so, you're lying somewhere. Because if you didn't put in there that you was paying them, if you're fudging the numbers to try to pay them, so somewhere or another, you're lying. Right. And so... A lot of organizations, organizations that hire me, mm -hmm. my fee is paid out of their administrative budget. Right. Like they have an admin budget. They right. have a, a, a contractor's mm -hmm. budget. Mm -hmm. And the grant writer is just a part of the regular budget, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but too many people think that you can pay a grant writer out of the proceeds, right? Or a percentage of the grant if it gets funded. So for me and most professional grant writers, that literally eliminates the majority of the population. Wow. Because they don't want to do it or they don't have the funds. And we get paid, you know, different ranges based on our skill level. Gotcha. Right. Somebody like me, we can get paid anywhere between one hundred to two hundred dollars per hour to mm -hmm. write grants. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on um, whether it's a stipend, like a monthly stipend, or if you're asking me to write one particular grant. So one particular grant usually starts at maybe four or five thousand dollars for one grant. If you're hiring me on a monthly basis, that's maybe like seven or eight thousand dollars a month that you're paying me to write a number of grants. Number of grants. So that's a particular organization, right? That can afford mm -hmm. to hire somebody like me. But I'm very skilled. There's mm -hmm. many, many other grant writers who charge a lot less mm -hmm. than than mm -hmm. I do. But my focus again has really been on the course. Because I can just help so many more people. And you're doing well with your course? And I'm doing very well with the course. Oh, that's what's happening. That's where, I, that's where I'm trying. Strategic Moves with Ken Dow. This is Strategic Moves with Ken Dow.